and welcome back to 1882. This is your football uh, Tottenham podcast. I am your host, Ash. I've already fucked up. Apologies. With me, as always, is my co-host and big bros, Chris. Say hello, Chris. How we doing? You all right? Yeah, yeah, all good, man. Good to hear from you. Joining us again, as he did in the last episode, is our mate from over the seas in the Netherlands. It's Ninech. Yeah, you're right. He's he's now officially our Dutch correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> you wish, you wish. <laughs> and we have another uh, guest with us today. You might know him from Twitter as Johnny H. How you doing, Johnny? I'm all right. Yeah, looking forward to uh, being on. You know, uh, Christian's invited me on, so looking forward to popping my cherry on uh, on your show. <laughs> A good show as well. I heard Ninich uh, w- w- the other week, so I thought. You know what? I mean, this sounds like a great show, so I'm yeah. glad. If he can do it, if he can do it, anyone can, I'm sh- right? I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can <laughs> Ash, take Ash. it. You won't go light. <laughs> right. So we uh we did the same with Ninich last week, Johnny. When we get a new guest on, we like to just uh, get to know a little bit of their Tottenham journey. So uh, when did you when did you get into the Tottenham family and how did that come about? Oh, it's full blimey. Um, so my. My grandfather, funny enough, I love my grandpa, but my grandfather was a Chelsea fan, a huge Chelsea fan. And uh, his son, uh, two uncles, and he was a Chelsea fan. And for some unknown reason, I don't know why, one of my uncles was a Spurs fan. I thought, you know what, I'm going to go with Spurs, right? And I think I was uh, six, around about six at that time. And the first game I saw on the television was uh, the 1967 Cup final Spurs versus Chelsea. Um, I know, I can't believe I'm that old myself. Um, <laughs> and um, basically, my first, my first, you know, first time I actually went on my own, because my dad was never into football, was at the age of 12. I went with a friend uh, on the train, um, went through the turnstiles without paying. I, it was new to me when I turned up. <laughs> The guy, the kid goes, uh, the man, old man says to me, what are you doing? You don't pay. Go between my legs into the stadium, <laughs> into the south, into the, sorry, into the shelf. And then I stood there and um, I stood in front of the, with, with the barrier right in front of me. And an old man says to me, no, you don't do that, son. He said, you put your back to the barrier. And I said to him, uh, yeah, OK, old man, thank you. And then about five minutes into the game, I realised why. I should have my back to the barrier, not my front, as I turned a shade of blue. Um, but, no, that was my that was my indoctrination uh, into uh, life on the shelf, and uh, I, I absolutely I absolutely loved it, to be honest with you. And I was hooked. I think from that moment on, good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah, imagine trying to sneak through the gates at uh, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I think Daniel Levy will rock down on his on his own, <laughs> take the money from your pocket if you can. All the kids used to do it. I mean, you know, I the guy used to sell the peanuts. He used to chuck me a bag of peanuts. Now the uh, monkey nuts, you know, it's like yeah. peanuts, peanuts, roast, get your roasted peanut and like throw me a uh, throw me a bag if I uh, <laughs> if I was nice enough to. But um, yeah, I mean, it's football's changed uh, a lot now. Obviously, it's much more corporate. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you don't lose the love of the team, whatever the surroundings are. Mm. If we were still in the old Spurs when back in the day, I'd still support them as much as I do now in that beautiful Absurd. stadium. Absurd. Good Absurd. man. In honour of uh, the last minute turnaround in Sheffield uh, against Sheffield United, which was our latest ever, or the Premier League's latest ever turnaround. Obviously, the stadium went nuts there. There was limbs everywhere, as the kids say. What was your, like, favourite limbs moment? When was the moment you remember, like, fully losing your shit, like, more than any other? God, I, do you know what? I, it's, there's been so many. There's been so, <laughs> there's so well, many. I suppose, I suppose the one, I was gutted I never got a ticket to go to Ajax because I went to so many of the games away. Yeah. Um, and I suppose when that goal went in running around uh, my lounge uh, I think I, I can't actually remember I think it was limbs everywhere I mean even <laughs> jumping on my son my son was jumping on me uh, my mate was round we were just going mental running around the, the living room that's sort of one out with the stadium um, oh, just trying to think now put you on the spot there Cup <laughs> final 81 yeah. you know um, Ajax well, I said I am. It wasn't that there, was yeah. I, that yeah, was yeah. I wasn't at, at the stadium. 
Uh, obviously, I never had that at the final. I never got out of my chair. <laughs> <laughs> I had plenty of jumping around before it, but nothing much after. Um, yeah, you have to come back to me on that one. I, I, there's just so many. There's a lot of Spursy moments, but there's there, <laughs> there's more Spursy moments. No, I, I, I'm just trying to think now. There's there's been, just been so many, um, like lastminute.com. Sheffield United was Sheffield United on the weekend was was quite mad. For yeah, me, it was quite it? sweet because it was a guy sat two down from me who um, I wasn't sat in my seat. I was actually sat in a friend's seat. So two weeks running for Man U. And all through the Man U game, he was going on and on and on and on, moaning, moaning, moaning. Anyway, so he hates Richarlison. He, he absolutely <laughs> So re- everything was Richarlison's fault. So on Saturday, um, when we were down and he brought on Richarlison, 88th minute, he goes, I'm done. I'm out of here. Rich Arlison, Rich Arlison, man, honestly, this club, right? And he gets up, takes the door and he goes. When those two goals went in, I didn't know whether I was celebrating more the goals going in or that guy missing everything. Oh, it's great. It's great. I was, um, I had to go out of my in-laws because um, I'm, I'm a good son-in-law like that. <laughs> and uh, we were on the train and literally as it hit about 92, 93 minutes, I was streaming on my phone and we went past Northumberland Park. And I could see like four or five people there with glum faces and stood there in their t- spur shirts. We must have literally just gone to Tottenham Hale. And I was like, oh, shit, Charleston's just scored. I was like, those poor bastards that just gone to the train station too early. But that goes to show with Spurs, you never leave the ground early. You can't you can't do it. There's no excuses. That's, that's one thing I've it's, never done. It's, <laughs> it's just, to, just to come back on the comeback thing, like, yeah. does the disallowed Man City goal in the Champions League count as a comeback? Because they scored, but it, it was this love. You know what? That felt like a goal. It yeah, that, that that felt like a hat trick. Especially with Charles. Sterling's Sterling celebration. Oh, he went mental. Yeah. The Eddie had going off his nut and Pep Guardiola. You could see the look, the blood's just drained from his face as the camera appeared and went towards him. Uh, that's as good as any goal I've ever watched. That's such such a good moment. I, I think for for me, right, is if there was. If we was able to get camera footage of the Tesco warehouse where I was working, <laughs> right? Bearing in mind, I'm meant to, I'm the only manager in. I'm meant to be running the place, and I'm up north, right? I'm up near Manchester, so I'm not even in London. All these northerners around me. I'm just sat there, sat on like a little trolley watching football, and these goals go in, right? And I am running around this warehouse in the middle of the north going absolutely crazy delivery driver staring at me thinking oh, i tell you why it was amazing but yeah we've had we've had some good moments uh johnny's lucky enough to have witnessed a lot more than us um that's a bit but, of a backhanded compliment like, not, <laughs> i'm not being funny but some of these events both good bad and indifferent have been enough to wipe you out because the that's stress, very true the stress of the game i gotta tell you i i the one thing i would say I do not think that the stadium had this game been last year. I think yeah, a third of the stadium yeah. on right. You know, there there was a weird thing. There was a weird feeling in the air. I can't really put my finger on it, but even when we were down in the, you know the 85th minute, when that clock, even the, the 90th minute, when that ball went up and there was an extra 12 minutes, it was like belief just rushed through. Not only the play. I, I think, think that's I think that's Pastor Coglu's era just emanating. Here's, here's the, the question. Here's the question though, right? Is yeah. I was ready, Johnny. I don't know about you and Ninich. I I had my notes ready, going right. I'm going on a Twitter space and I'm going <laughs> mental, <laughs> saying why has Ange not changed anything? Why has yeah. he left it so late? Yeah. Why has he not brought players on in the 60th minute? And then he brought them on, and the impact instantly was right. crazy. Like, I was ready to say. His, you, yeah, what do you think about the timing? But it, it was actually it was what he was thinking. I was thinking too because they just were they were laying down. They were pretending to be injured. There was yeah. so much stoppage time to be added. You you had to bring the subs on in the 70th minute because there's gonna be 10 minutes of extra time. So they have an, a half an hour. So yeah. it's 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 a very good uh, thought change by Ange. Yeah, but we're, not allowed to, we're not allowed to say that because Heckenbottom said that the referee was working in our favour, not theirs. So we need to yeah. teach them, apparently. That's the most ridiculous bit of uh, 
of um, managerial press conference I've seen in a, in a while there. Yeah. I'm 100% with Christian. I still think even though the result went for us, mm. the subs were wrong. I, you know, like it should have been earlier. And I, I thought the subs were wrong with Fulham as well. But, you know, it's early days. Let's, you know, we're winning. It's it's uh, it's a journey and we're just at the start of it. So, uh, well, that's it. Yeah. So obviously, Brendan Johnson's only recently joined. So and then Richarlison's going going through what he's going through. And obviously, his form has not been great. So I understand the hesitancy on the, from the perspective that maybe the options aren't there that he wants, or at least they're not in the kind of form that, that he wants them to be to come on so I get that um but yeah we got the 12 minutes added on and it, it all worked in our favour because that I don't know like I said I was yeah, let's just let's, let's be fair though Ash, yeah that it wasn't 12 added on in our favour right it could have been an extra half an hour the way that Sheffield were playing <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fair <laughs> like, from that's the true. first from that's the first minute true. From the first, it was in the first half they were wasting time, yeah. like non-stop. It was disgraceful. Like Heckingbottom Hecking has to get, they should get fined for that nonsense. It was a joke. He how just used his hands. Home? He yeah. used his hand outside of the box, <laughs> just got a yellow, and did never get a yellow for time wasting. They just well, don't it, give a second yellow. Yeah, he should have got that before Ninets. You know, like I've I've watched games this season. In fact, one after this season, whereby the. Um, the goalkeeper has had a yellow card after 15, 20 minutes, right? And that's what should have happened. He was constantly doing it. And had he done so, it would have been a red. But uh, I think there was 16 minutes in the end. With the 12 plus, the oh, yeah. Yeah. for the one time <laughs> during the extra. Yeah, I, but I, my, my like, favourite part was when Madison went down with a cramp and he was smiling. <laughs> it was great. It was actually fantastic. you got to love Madders, man. I just I hope we... We hope, let, let's hope we have a decent referee the, the, for the North London derby. I mean, if we got a performance, a refereeing performance like against Sheffield, I don't want it, man. I just give I mean, them red cards, but don't do it to us. <laughs> How much do we have to pay? <laughs> the Gooners are already in meltdown because Paul Tierney's on VAR. I mean, because <laughs> he hasn't got the spec savers yet, and uh, you know, he can't see anything. I, I, God knows, but uh, I've seen them in the week. Like that's it. Paul Tinney's VAR. I mean, like you're at home, you're the yeah. form team, right? You spent millions, hundreds of millions of pounds, and you're looking for a VAR excuse on Monday. You <laughs> Get know? it in early. Get it in early. But um, but, but yeah, obviously, there's we're talking about the Arsenal game. There's been a lot online recently, and obviously it's propagated usually by Sky Sports and TalkSport, where you got uh, pundits from a particular persuasion doing a combined eleven, which is obviously bollocks. Uh, Chris, what what do you think about these combined elevens? Do you uh, do, do, you, do, do you want do you want me with... to speak politically, or do you want me to no, no, be my is, honest self? This is 1882, man. We don't right. do politics. I'm going to call him out for what he is. Fuck Darren Bent. He was a <laughs> shit player and now he's a shit fucking pundit, right? Oh, I'm sorry. I'll never forget that stupid um, open goal he missed and Harry Redknapp with oh. Harry, Redknapp, Harry Redknapp's team, right? Yeah. And that was a freaking own goal because I'm sorry, right? These combined 11s are a joke, right? They're, they're, they're solely disrespectful. A lot of it is for engagements. We get that. But when you are Darren Bent, just because you don't know a player, right? And I'm talking about a doji here, right? Just because you don't know a player, it does not mean that he's better. He's not better than someone else, right? Zinchenko is a very good player. But a doji for me, he's got to be in that team, right? Romero, how has Romero been left out of these teams over freaking Gabriel is a joke. <laughs> Is an if you to me. If you, touch, if you touch, if you touch, if you touch your doji, you touch Christian. You know, <laughs> it's a scared. Doji's my star boy, man. I gotta be honest with you. I was on a show. I was telling Christian earlier before we came on um, uh, with uh, Igal and a few other Arsenal, and you know, trying to be diplomatic uh, with with the choices. You know, I listen. I try to be balanced because I said to them, look, you can't go on a year. We're only going on five games, right? Yeah. That's how we're going to do it. Oh, that suits you? No, 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 because that's the fairest way, okay? So, you know, when you're trying to tell me Basuma shouldn't be on the team, and then I wrote, read out, 
Basuma's stats, right? Okay, you know there is there is no argument. First, first, first. Oh, but Rice, Rice should be in. Rice know. is a very good player, isn't it? Yeah, Rice yeah. is hard. It's, I think the best, arguably the best player in the league without the ball. I mean, the 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 the, the spaces he closes, he's just unbelievable but player. You say that, but like like um, Johnny was saying, the stats show that Basuma's made more tackles, more interceptions. He's more, done he's more everything. St- Johnny st- said st- he hasn't done more of his fouls. No, stats stats don't show the off off ball qualities. I mean, well, I say interceptions and tackles are, for me are off ball quality. But what we can yeah. say, what we what we can say, right, and what we can all agree on is, if the disagreement was Rice or Basuma, you are laughing as a manager, right? Because they're both yeah, yeah. two amazing players. That's a conversation right. I would say. When, when I'm seeing Romero over Gabriel, right. Mm-hmm. It is a joke. When I'm seeing, and I'm not even Son's biggest fan, right? Everyone knows me. I love the guy. I'm thankful, but I'm still hesitant. Is he coming towards the end, right? At the moment, he's proving me wrong. And so I want it to continue like that. But when they're picking Martinelli over Son, well, I'm sorry. He's had, what, one good season? Martinelli is, is, is sorry. I'm sorry, Christian. I have to disagree not, with not, you. Here. Not to Son, Ninex. You can't put him to Son. You can't, yeah, you can. You can't put him. You can't. You can. You can't. If you look, Listen, the only player that gets from their front three that get into our team, depending on the, on the way you want to play, is Saka. Christian, you're right. just camping now. That's, no, that's, I'm not. That's not true. Their whole front three would start, in my opinion. Like I, what we did, we tried to change the team around. So like I, I gave you, you couldn't argue with Rice and uh, Basuma for me. So the question came down to, do you, is it Odegaard or Madison? Now, obviously Madison's, you know, player of the month, but listen, for me, Odegaard, Odegaard at the moment is an all round. He's just, he's a better player at the moment. It I, kills I, me, but he's, he oozes class whenever yeah. he's on the ball. He's, he's arguably the best number 10 in the world right now. Yeah, absolutely. He's, yeah, it's, it's horrible to say, but yeah. So I gave that one, I gave that one up. Listen, I, you know, I tried to be as fair as possible, but I was never given up destiny on the left. I was never given up Romero, right? And also I put Big Vic in instead of Raya. And, 100%. Like, and, but, Based, based on this season, you got it. On this season, and he had the best goalkeeping stats, so that was the end yeah. of that. I lost some and I won some, but it's a hard one. You can argue all day on it. If we're going to be diplomatic, right, is, let's be honest, right, it's hard to say Arsenal, in a combined 11, will have more players in that team, yeah. right? Yeah. Because Basuma, he just misses, for me, he's one of those... You've got to put players in in a three-man midfield because both teams are playing it, right? And if you're doing that, you want to try and fit Madders. You want to both try and fit Odegaard in. So then you're only left with one position, right? And Rice just tips it. But I wouldn't argue either way. Now, when it comes to the goalkeeper, Vic comes in for me. Like, there's no argument. Romero, no, Sal- Romero and Saliba, I'm yeah. telling you now, will be the two that are fighting for the best centre-backs in the world. Those two will be one of them will be the best centre back in the world in the next two years, right? Christian, so you have to have them both in. Gabriel, like he started, he was starting on the bench. Um, Arsenal fans were moaning about him last year, and all of a sudden they want to put him over Romero because they're saying about last year. Well, I'm sorry, Eric Dyer makes everyone look bad, right? <laughs> so you can't do that. Let's Thank let's you. talk about let's talk about what Messi has said. Arguably yeah. the greatest player of all time. Right, has said that, and 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 the facts are, Argentina couldn't win nothing, right? And they had the same players. They had your Di Maria's, they had your Messi's, they had your Lotaro's, right? What did they have at the back? They didn't have nothing. Romero comes in, he starts for them. They win the biggest cup in the world is the World Cup, and they win the 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 Copa America. His performance in that World Cup final as well on the biggest stage was imperious, imperious. But Christian, sorry, Nina, you tried to come in there. I, I, I really, I really think big of your football knowledge, but 
you're contradicting yourself here because you're saying the, that most of the team would be Arsenal players, but you're also saying that we would have the, uh, the more of the front three, so that's two players. You say we have the keeper, that's three. Uh, then uh, Romero, Udoji, that's already five. And then oh, you said another midfielder. Because I'd have Udoji, Romero, Vicario, and then probably Kulu and Son. Yeah, I didn't have Kulu. I've got to be honest with you. I gave him Ben White because I'm not going to have Porro as a defender. No, I'd give him Ben White. As an attacker, uh, Porro's better going forward, but Ben White is the defender. So I had to give him that one. Up front, though, we had Saka. I had I played some through the middle just to try and get the yeah. try and get the team through. I didn't really obviously want to play, but I had Son, and then I had Saka, and then it would pop up between. Um, on current form, it had to be Trossard over Martinelli, right? Uh, but but Johnny, Kulu, you could have gone Kulu, yeah. And why is injured, right? I don't. Well, apparently, he's going to play. Is he going to play? Oh, it depends. Play. It depends if they manage to get his um, sunbed booking in. If you don't listen to anything Arteta says, man, like go ahead, let go ahead. Is 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 basically the biggest game player. I want to see him curbed uh, tomorrow. I'm really interested. <laughs> I want to see. I really want to see when Big Ange when he starts doing that shit with Big Ange, right? Do you know, if I were, Johnny, if I was Big Ange tomorrow, I'd give. Uh, Hoiberg a spot on the uh, yeah on on the coaching team just to be able to stand in <laughs> just to stand in that box. Yeah. I want Romero to to accidentally two foot Arteta on the on this, on this line, but I can't say that. But I say accidentally. So Listen, it, that that logo that Lego head, it my, must be Arteta he's overtaken. I used to hate Klopp because of the excuses. He's overtaken Klopp. Yeah. He's the most Christ. annoying manager in the league. He's, he's the polar opposite to Ange as well. Like we, um, I don't know if you guys watched the fan forum that they, the club eventually put out on YouTube and the thing. And Ange is just this, he just says it as it is. There's no bullshit in, there's no excuses. He takes responsibility. There was that bit at the end where um, they, were, they were going to close down the, the questions and he invited the, um, young lad. The, the, the young lad. I think he's from Spurs Ability, isn't he? And just to get that question, it, it's stuff like that. On top of his um, clearly amazing managerial ability, and you put that next to Arteta, it's, it's painful. The difference is painful. Yeah, and, this, and this is not saying Arteta's a bad manager. He's a very good manager. He's a shit man. But I just no. can't stand his interviews and the stupid cringiness that he comes out with. Like I can't but take the, it. The media are acting really weird around Ange, in my opinion. They are just preparing to slaughter him. Like <laughs> No, no, I absolutely... think they're doing... They're doing a cane. They're preparing to move him on to another club. Yeah, yeah, that, that's actually true, man. That's actually 100% spot on. They're waiting for Pep to go, and then they're going to build him up to take over a city. They will do. I mean, if you look at, if you look at, you know, how how Angie is, and then you look at, you know, the guy goes in, reporter goes in after the game, and he says, uh, oh, so uh, Reyes now your new number one, and he goes, sorry. I don't have numbers. I have 11 players, right? And he said, yeah, but you've got to put... And, like, the whole thing just broke down. And I'm looking at him. I'm going, why are you being such an arsehole? Right? Who did he compare to his wife? What player was that? I know he was talking to um, someone. I can't remember what he was, but he said he had to fight to... And eventually, he conquered his wife. Oh, was that was the phrase he used. Havertz. Yeah, eventually, yeah. he con- con- conquered yeah. his wife. Fucking disgusting, man. He, he but, must have uh, had a competition for his wife and showed his, <laughs> uh, showed his money to... bank. He showed his bank account. That's what it was, isn't it? But, it's party, but I've, uh, I've got a question. Right? Let's go. Let's let's go around in order. I've got a question, right? So Big Ange has said, "I need help with tactics," right? So you're giving the tactic book. How are you playing against this Arsenal squad, who are a very good team, and? And and what sort of weaknesses and um, threats that we can cause and we can attack? Who who are we aiming for? What side of the pitch? Who are we going to try and play football through? Are we going to keep it the same? So if we start with Jody and then go to Nunez and then you, Ash. Right. Okay. So um, Arsenal's weakness um, is on the counter, right? Nearly everything has come through the, the goals they conceded, been on the counter attack. Um, so... For me, that is the weakness. But also, what um, 
I've been waiting for I've been waiting for this game, even if it was the Liverpool game. I was looking forward to the first team we play where they want possession as much as we do, right? And Arsenal are that team. So are we going to be passive in the press? Are we going to be passive and allow them to bring the ball forward and naturally win the ball uh, over or let them make the mistake and then counter them, which is their weakness? Or are we going to press them higher and try to win that ball back? For me, you target Zinchenko just the same as they're going to target Poro. For me, Zinchenko is the weakest link. Um, and I, I, I just, I'm just so intrigued to see what, what, how he approaches this. Because I know he says he's not going to change anything. But we saw with the Bournemouth game where he made Madison drop deep to start picking up the ball in his own half. So it's, 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 I'm, I'm intrigued. I've got so many thoughts. Look, the thing is, we know that Ange always tells uh, his players, no matter where you are, I want you to drive into the space. If he drives into the space, will that draw the Arsenal players in and create more space uh, for us and have them on the back foot? I'm not sure. I think we've got to play our natural game, but with a few tweaks. But definitely targeting, for me, targeting Zinchenko and passive press and and get them on the counter. That's me. But be careful. Well, Ninich. Mind defending. Yeah. He's behind you. So, <laughs> when I watched the game against BSV uh, on Tuesday, if I can say a thing about it, like, I called before the game that uh, BSV... They did not come there to win, and they they weren't to, and they were never going to because they just played this attacking way, and it fitted exactly into what Arsenal wanted. And they got a midfielder called Joey Veerman, and he was lazy, and he was letting Odegaard getting all the room, all the space. So, in my opinion, what we have to do uh, to avoid that is uh, playing Kulusevski left wing, uh, double up on Saka. Uh, so we can try to do that and please please do not play Dyer on the bench because he has to come on <laughs> and then we lose anyway but yeah I, I, I don't think we can win there if I'm totally honest I've never seen us win there and uh, I, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see if he's going to play Poro or Emerson that's the biggest decision for me because the midfield chooses itself and then uh, yeah Brennan Johnson maybe in the Starting eleven for me because of his space. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's Johnny, we can that. disagree. We can. Disagree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what these space. This is what this. This is uh, what it's for, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. Go on, Ash. Yeah, you can disagree with Trevor, but not with me because yeah. I'm, I'm the host and I'm right. That's <laughs> 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 uh, no, interesting you say that. It's actually because um, the the two main changes I would have made was to bring on Emerson Poro. And um, for this game only, not Emerson, Emerson for Poro, not Emerson Poro. Um, and abandon, <laughs> Emerson Poro, yeah. <laughs> that'd be the perfect fullback. Um, and abandon the inverted fullbacks for this game, or at least have them, if they're going to be inverted, have them a little bit deeper. Because Arsenal's wingers are, are there everything. If Arsenal's wingers aren't, aren't fit and firing, that's when they collapsed. When Saka wasn't able, was was out of form at the end of last season. That's when it, it all went to pop for them. So you, you've got to you've got to protect those wide areas, um, particularly on the right. I mean, Van der Ven's rapid, so you can you can cover on the left if you need it. But on that right, Romero's is, is a different kind of centre back. Um, yeah, but so I do that. As like Party and Martinelli are injured, right, for the game. So well, we don't know. Martinelli uh, is, is doubtful, but doubt. you, you know, it's with doubt. Arsenal, they, you can't take you can't take anything. Anything. This is Arsenal, man. Skullduggery. Yeah. Know? Yeah. You, you, See, uh, I'm at I, a to- I'm at a totally different point of view, right? And for me, I'll be honest with you, um, moving Kulu to the left for me is a bad mistake. Well, have you seen their training videos? Because it looks so like I've seen it. It does look at it. But for me, that would be a you mistake. Are watching, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, hey. I, f- I think it's a mistake because for me, with with what Johnny said, I sort of agree. Um, the weak point is Zinchenko 
And if there's any Arsenal fans listening, it's not because he's a bad player. It's because of the gaps he'll leave in behind and also his physicality. So if you know a player is going to not be so physical and you, you're going to want someone who, who can get in behind, um, someone who's got ability to to twist him up on the inside as well as the outside, someone who can give you variations. Kulu's that guy, right? You can go long to him. Zinchenko don't stand a chance. But then so imagine for me, starting Kulisevsky on Zinchenko, turning him inside and out all game, and then you bring on Ben Johnson in the last 20, 25 yeah, that's minutes. That's what I mean. I don't mind that. And again, I'm, yeah. not, I'm, not, I'm not, not starting Brennan Johnson because he's, he actually gave me really good uh, vibes when he come on. I think he had a really good cameo. So I'm not starting him because of that, but it's because of who we're playing against. And for me, Adoji's got the pace, he's got the strength. He can go one-on-one with Saka. I'm not doubling up on Saka. If you're going to double up on every, anyone, it'll be Odegaard and you get Saren Basuma to do it, right? You oh, yeah. don't you don't take it on the receiver. You you stop the ball getting to that man, right? Um, so for me, I, I, I wouldn't change anything. I think Solomon will have his, his ability to Solomon keep the ball moving. Solomon to you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah having Solomon run at um, run at Ben White um, and then potentially a doji coming out and and doing the overlap is Saka going to follow him I think a doji's got the ability to to um, pin Saka back even if he doesn't right Gabriel Jesus Romero can mark him one on one I'm not worried about that so for me Van der Ven we know he's got the pace to cover the space in behind the doji. I'm not worried about Saka. Again, he's arguably one of the best wingers in the world, right? It's not because of his lack of ability, but it's because of what we can offer in terms of Van der Ven's pace and, and closing down the space at the angle. With a doji one-on-one with him, I think he, he, he can do a job and pin him back and, and be aggressive with him. I'm my main, my main thing is everything goes through Odegaard. No one gets a ball without Odegaard. Basuma, you stay on him when we haven't got the ball. Saw, Saw, you stand in front, so they've got no option to pass to him. You just block the passing lanes, and then when we have got the ball, we can break out and do what we normally do. Um, so I would honestly stay with the same way we've been playing. I'd look. I'd look to keep possession, maybe even slow the game down a bit. I know that's not going to happen, but for a team that likes having possession and is used to playing possession, yeah. they're not going to like it if they haven't got the ball. So as long Aggressive. as we keep on, if as long as we keep the ball away from them, right? The, you're never taught. Right? Are you, you are, uh, sorry, um, Christian, are you because are you, I'm saying, you know, do we go for the the ultimate press, pressing them? Or do we let them have the ball and try and win it back naturally? This is my this is the, yeah. the dilemma for me because you know the weakness at the moment is the counter. They know yeah. it. But then I think we can counter in a different way, just like we did Burnley. Is we didn't counter them by letting them have the ball. The counter was by when we got the ball, we just moved yeah. it really quickly. Yeah. And with with Son, um, with Kulu, you got someone like Poro. You can get Madison, you can get Saar to play them through balls in behind. You've still got the ability to break quick. Um, I think as with Arsenal, you've got to take the ball away from them. They're not going to like it off the ball, right? And I think that's why they struggle against certain teams in, across the continent. Maybe someone like Inter or a big club like Bayern who who like to play on the ball. Arsenal off the ball, they're not going to. That's not their comfort zone, right? If you allow them the ball. And you sit in your own half. We saw it at United. United didn't let them have the ball. Yes, yep. they, yes, they had, a, they had their chances um, to score. Don't get me wrong on the break, but ultimately Arsenal were always in their comfort zone, and you could see them goals in the last minutes coming because they had the ball. They were in their comfort zone. You need Christian. to keep, you need to keep them off the ball as much as you can. What about Porro though? You uh, because look. I, look, I, you know, I've had my 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 thoughts on Poro before. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but listen, I'm going to be honest here, right? You know, I, 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 you have to hold your hands up. I didn't think he was a defender before he came. I told people, and you know, when that first game at Leicester, I said, "Batten down the hatches because it's going to get," <laughs> and, it, and it happened. But you know, he has improved his defensive game. I really like him going forward, and I've always been an advocate right from January of playing Emerson Royal and putting Poro as a right winger. 
uh, only because, and I'll tell you when I think this should happen, I feel this is something that should happen if we bring Richie on. Now that there's no Perisic and there's no one to whip the balls in, I feel that he is the man, uh, if you bring Emerson on and you push Porro up, that he's the man that can whip those balls in for Richie if he's coming on uh, for a sub. But I do worry still uh, that they will inevitably target uh, Porro. Um, I don't know what you think. Yeah, uh, I think I think with that one, though, is that Trossard, again, very good player, I think. Yeah. But he's going to look to cut in. And when he does cut in, he's going to have big-ass Romero staring <laughs> at him. So... There's... For me, if I was if I was an Arsenal fan, if I was Arteta, we've seen Saka play on the left before. Move him across. Play your best player in, yeah. in a 1v1 situation. Got... Move Saka on the left. Play Trossard on the right, because I'll be honest with you, no one can tell me they know exactly who, what, what foot Trossard plays off. He's so good on both feet. So you play him on the right. signed him, though, were you? Because I remember having a conversation. No, I wasn't. Because I'll be honest right. with you, is would we have played him the same way? I don't know, but I just thought we should have been in for him right at the time. Last no, January. I agree. But I'm, I'm going I'm to, be, I'm being reactive. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't his biggest fan. He weren't. But no. the way I've seen him play at Arsenal, and he was good at Brighton, but at Arsenal, he seemed to have just fit in so easy. Um, I think with the help of like Odegaard and stuff, he's just become a great player. And I think off the, play him off the right, play Saka on the left, and that's where you target Porra. So, but if, if it's Trossard, I'm, I'm happy playing Porro because of what your officers playing forward. But if the manager goes with Emerson, I'm not going to cry because I know what Emerson can offer playing that inverted role. I've got Christian, a, I've there, got, there are uh, uh, there are two things I want to say, and that's you can very easily gel into a good team. Look at City; they buy players. They do not only buy great players with great potential uh, that fit into their team. It's like if you're playing well, you can join that very easily. So I think Trossard is playing uh, above his ceiling a little bit, maybe. Uh, but that's my opinion. And also a big thing is the difference between uh, last year and this year in the North London derby is for me is the the football intelligence. Like if you just compare uh, Udoji with maybe Perisic that we played last year or even Davies uh, at left side, the football intelligence is just on a, on another level. Like this guy does not only dribble well, uh, pass well, but he knows where to be. And playing against Arsenal that switch formations every 10 minutes or, or 5 minutes, it's very important to not just have a good plan, but on the field uh, that the players can make their own decisions. And that's where Bisuma, Udoji come in. The yeah, great players. I've, got, I've, got, I've got a point and a follow-up question. We're doing another round, Robin. So I'm, I'm with Ange, where he says that he, like he doesn't want to change the tactics. We have to see where we are. This is... It's, it's a big game for us as fans. We, we never, ever want to lose to them. I mean, we never fucking win there anyway. But we never want to lose to them. So, But in, so in the grand scheme of things, this, this, it's, it's a small part of our big season. And obviously, we're, we're in our infancy under, under Ange. So I don't want to see us change too much because um, it's, it's, it's an important building exercise. Maybe maybe I'm just um, getting myself ready for the feet. It's an important building exercise for what what's to come. Um, and if we if we change now, then that might affect how quickly we learn and and progress and and whatnot. But what I wanted to ask was, with that in mind, a loss. How how damaging is a loss away at Arsenal to our season? We'll, we'll start with Ninetch this time. Yeah, I I expect a loss, but maybe I'm just <laughs> negative. But I don't I don't think we'll win. But I think it's very important that we show character because last year was the away game. Emerson get the uh, got the red card. Yeah, it was yeah. I didn't think we we showed passion. We we showed defense why they should come and and see us. So. Even if we lose, I think this, the fan base will still be 100% uh, behind Ange and the movement. Even if we then uh, drew a draw to Liverpool or even lose uh, lose to Liverpool, I think it's just important to uh, to not be uh, 
putting Ange out on Twitter if we lose. <laughs> <laughs> it, it can happen very quickly. You don't know with this fan base. I'm, I'm seeing weird tweets. So, yeah. Johnny, you've got an interesting look in your face there, pal. Yeah, no, I've, I'm, yeah, because look, I, I, I look at this really differently. I'm, I, my main worry is we've got a lot of young kids here who have never uh, experienced the North London derby. You know, we got Mickey van der Ven, never played in the derby. We got Big Vicario, never played in the derby. We got a Doji, never played in a derby. Uh, you know, I could go through them. There's probably six or seven players. Now, when you go into this environment, you know, we all know, even as experienced uh, professionals, when you get to that derby, form goes out the window. Things happen to your brain. I, I, you know, the crowd, every time they touch the ball, the Arsenal crowd are, are going to erupt. There's going to be something that's going to spur them on. And we don't know how they're going to handle it. What we do know, what we do know is that, you know, this is only the third time both teams have come into this game unbeaten in the history of this, you know, of the North London derby. OK, the last time was 1961, where we won 4-3 and we went on to win the league. Right. But the reality here is, is that we haven't won since Eunice Kabul's header. <laughs> and for that, we had 2010. to wait years. We had to wait 17 years to win that 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 that. Uh, that game so and the interesting thing was is last year's aggregate score you know we were talking about that game where we lost 3-1 and I won't go into contest substitutions bringing on you know we're chasing the game and like we bring on two defensive subs you know to uh, keep it uh, a respectable defeat um, because that's always what I want a respectable defeat we had it was the biggest aggregate defeat ever in the derby 5-1 over the two games I was quite surprised when I saw that because when you think about sort of the Invincibles and we, <laughs> um, and we still didn't lose five one. So for me, you know, um, this is a new this is a new era. I go there with an open mind, and you know, the history is so bad. I'm willing to accept whatever it whatever comes as long as I can see heart, willing, and passion. Exactly. Right? Uh, that for me are the most important fundamental things that I want to see in, in, in my team because I know it's part of a journey. And, I, you know, I go with no expectations, but I go with great hope. There's, I think, I think, I think that's the only thing that the whole fan base can agree on is there is no one that can go into that, into that game and say, we, just, we, we expect to win, right? Obviously, people want to win because it's it's the North London derby. But this game, as long as we come out there and we've shown the willingness to play our football, we carry on with what we've been doing. We've seen the boys play for 90 minutes plus. We we can see the process. We can we can see the determination in trying to turn things round. If we lose 2-1, even 3-1, that's not a battering, right? Now, if we go there and lose 5-1, 4-1, I'm going to lose my shit. I'm not going to lie. So you're right as well. As long as we go there and give them a game, right, and make the world see that this Tottenham ain't to be messed with, right, it's it's, it's going to be good. Two, If we lose 2-1, 3-1, and they've come out with a very good performance, I'm cool with that, man. I think the whole fan base is, I'll be honest. The- there's another thing that I don't like about this derby, and that's that we we won't be uh, wearing our usual home kit, and I don't like that because I yeah, think I, I, I think it's it's it adds another dimension I, because that is isn't it. Do you know what that is? White uh, shorts and white socks from from the Woolwich lot, isn't it? Yeah. So um, due to Arsenal's white shorts and socks, we'll be wearing a different variation of We're our home kit on Sunday. Are we wearing salmon? <laughs> so yeah, why would we wear, won't we won't we be wearing the white with the blue? No, no, we, we'll sock. be using our uh, lily white shirts, but instead of the all white strip, um, we'll wear an alternate uh, navy blue shorts a... and navy well, yeah, so blue it'll shorts. Yes, it'll be it'll be like what it used to be. We used to do that before. That's always oh. been a thing. I was going to. Well, I, th- I thought you meant the whole shirt was mo- was changing. I was like, yeah. no. oh no, no, because of the red on the sponsor. 
in the shorts, Nene, so I'm not going to get upset about a pair of shorts, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just you so focus, nervous. You focus on what's important to you, right? And I'll yeah. <laughs> I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought Levy was uh, trying to follow the Napoli model coming out with seven variations of a kit a season. Nene, <laughs> <laughs> lace color you know <laughs> yeah but tomorrow i'm gonna be honest tomorrow in the in the morning i can't eat man i can't eat before the match i'm so bloody nervous sorry what did you say are you worried about the lasagna gates I hate the build up to the North London Derby. It's the worst thing. I mean, I've seen some people say they can't even watch it that bad. I'm not, I'm not getting to that stage. Go watch it. But yeah, I, I fucking hate the build up so much. Lineage, just keep the TV on early. Once you see the Ashburton army, <laughs> you'd be just, buzzing and raring to man. go, mate. <laughs> they're a joke. Oh. <laughs> do, do you see them? Did you oh, see them block out the pages whilst doing arts and crafts? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> they, they really think they, they are something. Johnny did a really funny tweet about it. Yeah, so. no, I did a post. So I did it. Uh, so on my tweet did all right. It wasn't, you know, it didn't really go anywhere. So anyway, I did the same uh, thing on my Insta. And uh, I had about, I don't know, 30 likes or something. And then uh, this morning and last night, it absolutely blew up, right? And I've got like hundreds of thousands of views on it, right? And <laughs> gooners thinking that it was real, right? That it was real. It was a comedy sketch, right? And I put Ashburton Army get ready for the Spurs fans coming to. Uh, it's very, very funny. It is very, very funny tweet. But suddenly, suddenly it's caught fire. I was just going to ask Christian, right? I, and all of you guys, right? I Do you remember, ever remember having a back four? Well, well another team where... Every single member of that back four wants to get forward. Mickey van der Ven wants to get forward. Adoji wants to get forward. Romero wants to get forward. And Porro wants to get forward. I mean, and... and our... I, I think that's a great... I've been, Johnny, I think that's that's great because in this day, yeah. in this day and age, 100%. you don't see many strikers that want to run off the shoulder. Like, there's not teams that play in two. So, and they say, especially Arsenal, if as long as Adoji's got and, and van der Ven have got an eye on Saka, Jesus is not running in behind. He's looking for the link-up play. So we can step up that little bit further yeah. and and, cr- and crash all of Odegaard's space. I think it's not all at once. You could argue Vicario wants to get forward too. <laughs> <laughs> the way he's playing. Hey, listen, if you saw the Champions League and you saw the goalkeeper score... I'm yeah, sure, man, uh, crazy. Vic, that was Vic, good Vic header, man. <laughs> Right. Okay. That brings us to a nice, uh, a nice little wrap. But before we go, I want to hear a little prediction. If you can't do the score, don't blame you. But how do you see the game playing out, Johnny? Listen, I've I've got two scenarios in my head. I, I originally went for a Desmond, um, but I, I just have this scenario that I'd love to see. <laughs> Madison gets fouled. He puts the ball down, and in goal is Raya the guys that half of the Spurs fan base went to meltdown with when we signed Big Vic and Matters put that ball into the top corner. And we're 3-2, right? <laughs> justice for Ray to be picking the ball out the back of the net. I, I think it's going to be 2-2. Two, two. I'd be really happy with a draw. I really would, you know. Uh, but my dream is a 3-2 with Matters uh, beating. Ninech? Dire last minute header. <laughs> no, I, I honestly I would think that would save his career, but no, I, I think we are gonna lose. Uh, I don't know about how many, but I think they are gonna score early. I think it's a bit of a, a build up like the Champions League final, and then uh, the disappointment of the Champions League final. So yeah, that's that's my opinion. Not very positive, but yeah. What's your number? Come on, commit to a number. <laughs> uh, I think it's. Uh, I think they're gonna win four-one. Uh, what? Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, a close, you're predicting a close, a close game. <laughs> have you seen, have you seen that Conte's left, mate? Uh, you're stuck in the past. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm 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 gonna be honest. They are they are light years ahead of us in the rebuild. I mean, they are spending 120 million on a on a one player. I mean, it's. It's crazy. Yeah, but they, they, they spend 60, 70 million on a shit player as well, so don't really... <laughs> yeah, know we do. Uh... <laughs> Go on, increase. No, for me, um, I've got a scenario similar to Johnny's, um, 
But if I go with my first one, I think it'll be a one-all draw. Um, that's my honest prediction. Could we go in there and win it? Yes, but the same way we could go there and lose. Um, but one-one, I think, is going to what's going to play out for me. Um, but my ideal situation is obviously Tottenham win, and at the end of the game. Basuma does that little dance with Odegaard sitting on the floor. You, you know that you know that little gift that's going yeah, yeah. around of Basuma dancing against Zinchenko Arsenal. Will cry. Zinchenko Mate, will cry. If he does a little dance with Arsenal fans on the pitch, I'll tell you what, that'll be a wallpaper, man. <laughs> I hope I hope the guy who hit it <laughs> there was a guy hitting Ramsdale last year. Is he still banned from the stadium? Like oh, the guy that gave him a little kick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's probably been banned for life. Been a long time. Yeah. All right, that that leaves it with me, and um, I'll get the head out of the way because that's fucking miserable. I thought we're, we're going to get done three-one, but it'll be a good battle. I'll just get a couple breakaways or, or something stupid like that. Yeah. My my heart is saying that we've we've got energy and we've got fire, and we're going to do them at the last minute, and it's going to be uh, two-one Spurs. That would be a thing of you. I don't care who scores. I don't care how. I just want a last-minute winner, and I want to see all their fans crying. I want to see a close-up on the TV with every single one of their fans crying. I'll tell you what, Ash, the one thing I do worry about, and I, I wanted to say it just before before we go, was yeah. one thing I need to see Spurs do is still a bit of a hangover from last year with Conte. We need to start quicker. We were slow yeah. Man United to start. You know, I was there at Burnley at the, at the, at the end where... Uh, it all was was going wrong, but I saw the magical uh, sign of Christian Romero calling everybody over and saying, calm down, calm down. I mean, I couldn't stop laughing, man. You know, I mean, when did you ever see that? <laughs> yeah, of all the players. <laughs> right, thanks, uh, thanks, guys, for joining. Johnny, you, it's been great having you on for your first time. Hopefully we'll have you on again at some point. Thank you. No problem. And Ninich again, thanks for rejoining. Always uh, always a good pleasure having you on. It was so great. I had to do it twice. <laughs> Dutch, Dutch correspondent. There yes. he is. Uh, we, we'll, we'll put your Twitters on our posts, but anybody who wants to get hold of uh, Johnny, it's at JohnnyH3232 and it's at Ninich12 for our Dutch correspondent. Chris, what's yours, mate? I can't be asked to look yours up. Oh, cheers, mate. <laughs> so that's it's at Chris underscore C91. Wonderful. And you can get me on at 1882pod. Well, that's it for your lot. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs.